did he present any evidence on behalf of Breonna Taylor? The decision sparked protests throughout the country. And some violence. Two officers were shot and injured in Louisville, Mayor Greg Fisher. Our hearts go out tonight to the two officers who were shot. Please pray for them and their families. Pray for our city and all who are in pain today and commit to peace and justice. Reaction is fierce after President Trump refused to commit to a peaceful transfer of power after the November election. CBS's Stephen Portnoy reports. The president's statement has sparked outrage among Democrats and implicit criticism from establishment Republicans. Wyoming Congresswoman Liz Cheney tweets that the peaceful transfer of power is fundamental to the survival of our republic. Utah Senator Mitt Romney says without it, quote, there is Belarus, where Russian-backed President Alexander Lukashenko was just secretly sworn into a sixth term after an election the global community has called illegitimate. COVID-19 is taking its toll on college enrollment. CBS's Jim Crisula. The National Student Clearinghouse Research Center is out with a first look at fall enrollment in the nation's colleges and universities during the coronavirus pandemic. Undergraduate enrollment among the nearly 630 schools surveyed is down 2.5%, while graduate student enrollment at those schools is actually up nearly 4%. That places overall enrollment in higher education down about 2% from the same time last year. Jim Crisilda, CBS News. The Labor Department reports weekly jobless claims rose slightly to 870,000. Economist Joel Neroff. Job losses have been in a fairly tight range for about a month now, and that is something to be concerned about because the level is so high. Americans are downing fewer soft drinks. CBS's Naomi Ruckham. A study examined consumption habits of more than 50,000 people between 2003 and 2016. Among children, the percentage who drink more than 500 calories a day of sugary drinks dropped by 8%. Among adults, it dropped about 4%. This is CBS News. CBS News Radio is your home for breaking news. With our team of reporters around the country and the world, we give you the coverage you can trust. CBS presents Highlighting Our Heroes, sponsored by O'Reilly Auto Parts. Army Rangers Matthew Griffin and Donald Lee did two tours of duty in Afghanistan. Now, they're selling flip-flops to raise money for the citizens there. For every product that we sell, we donate to a partner growing school for a day in Afghanistan. So, an educated woman will, will raise a child to be an educated child. Think O'Reilly Auto Parts for all your car care needs. Get guaranteed low prices and excellent customer service. And O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. Liberty Mutual Insurance Company presents Doug. Where's the money, Karen? I'm sorry, the money? The money is saved by having Liberty Mutual customize your home insurance, so you only pay for what you need. Oh, that money. I used it to add to my collection of clown paintings. <laughs> Take a look. Ah, I mean, ah, amazing. Wow. Liberty, 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 Liberty. Only pay for what you need at LibertyMutual.com. Boots made for a purpose. CBS's Deborah Rodriguez. These boots are made for walking. Stuart Weitzman's new black 50-50 boots are intended to do something else, too. They have the letters V-O-T-E running down the backside in silver. And they've been snapped up by celebrities like actress Selma Blair, model Carly Kloss, and Dr. Jill Biden, who wore them as she voted early in the Delaware State primary. At 695 bucks a pair, they're not cheap, but Weitzman only made 100 pairs total. 100% of the profits benefit the I Am a Voter campaign. Deborah Rodriguez, CBS News. More than a dozen bars and nightclubs in Indianapolis are suing the city and county health department over coronavirus restrictions. They say strict closure times unfairly target their customers. Marion County's health department director has said many citations for not wearing masks were issued at bars and taverns. Wendy Gillette, CBS News. Balance of nature is fruits and vegetables in a capsule. Changing the world one life at a time. The changes in my husband has been phenomenal. He was resisting the, oh, another, you know, another scam of yours. And I said, this is not a scam. I said, look at what I can do. Look at the energy. I was battling with him for over a year. But then he saw the readings on his blood work. They really changed to the positive. 
they were very, very negative, and he was having a lot of trouble. He was in and out of the hospital and all that kind of stuff. Now he's kind of like Tarzan. No, not really. <laughs> but they really have escalated to a point where the doctor keeps smiling all the time. What are you doing? What are you doing? He said, I just listened to my wife again, and I'm doing Balance of Nature. Right now, Balance of Nature is offering free shipping and 35% off on any new preferred order. Call 1-800-2468-751 or go to balanceofnature.com and use discount code FRUITS. As fall approaches, did you ever wonder why tree leaves change color? It's fascinating science that an ISA certified arborist can explain. Understanding tree biology is an important part of helping trees grow healthy and safe. Tree care is much more than just knowing how to operate a chainsaw. To find an ISA certified arborist near you, go to treesforohio.org. That's trees, the number four, ohio.org. And tree leaves always have their beautiful colors. They're just hidden by the green chlorophyll during the growing season. A better tomorrow starts today with Wendy's Breakfast. A tomorrow that says bacon, not bacant. Where fresh eggs rain like opportunity. Honey butter goodness is spread, and the frosty is chinoed. At Wendy's, we don't ask what tomorrow holds, but rather, what will you hold tomorrow? Will it be the breakfast baconator or the honey butter chicken biscuit? No matter what you choose, tomorrow's looking good. Participating U.S. Wendy's. Football season is here, and that means the return of the Hewitt Honda of Athens and Lancaster Football Friday Night Post Game Show. After the conclusion of the Athens County Game of the Week, join myself, Connor Mills, Joey Medor, and Brad Walker for scores, analysis, player and coach interviews, and giveaways. Give us a call at 740-592-1055 or toll free at 1-888-592-1055. We'd love to hear you. The Hewitt Honda of Athens and Lancaster Football Friday Night Post Game Show is back on. Power 105. Quality. You hear that word a lot in commercials, but there's one business in town whose quality and prices are unsurpassed. I'm talking about Minuteman Press on Washington Street right next door to the Donkey Cafe. Uptown. You see, Minuteman Press is a hybrid. First, it's a full-service sheet-fed press where they can create great art to meet your needs that the other places are simply unable to do. And they're also a complete copy shop as well. Minuteman Press on Washington between Court and Congress. 593-7393. That's 593 7393. Hello, it's John Kozik, founder and president of TurboTrack Realty, and I buy houses as is, fast for cash. Call me today for an all-cash offer on any of your properties, and we can close within days at 614-362-2000, 362-2000. Do you own a property that's outdated and needs thousands of dollars in repairs? Great, I'll buy it. I'm a private real estate investor who can solve your real estate problems fast for cash. Do you want to sell and just be done with it? Okay, great. I buy vacant properties, boarded up houses, pre-foreclosures, and inherited properties. I also buy apartment buildings, rental portfolios, divorce homes. I even buy my tenant won't pay me the rent houses. I look forward to solving your real estate problems today. Give me a call for an all-cash offer at 614-362-2000, 614 614- in our 70th year of service to Southeast Ohio, AM Gloomier out there, and like it's supposed to be colder, but it seems warmer. The facts don't lie. It was 49 yesterday at this time. It's 60 right now. So it is warmer. Headed to 74. And looking ahead, 76 tomorrow, 79 Saturday, 80 on Sunday, and so on and so forth. So. A pleasant few days in front of us. Uh, Tomorrow they say it'll be real sunny. And Sunday as well. But uh, partially sunny, if you will, today and uh, Saturday. 
All right. Well, that's that's enough of that. Anyway, <clears throat> good morning and welcome. And uh, before we get too far deep into the program, let's uh, let's do another version or another episode, the next episode, shall we say, of the famous Art Turf Show, right? So here we go. Listening again, sports fans. That was the end. Outro, intro. Here it is. I-N-E-P-T Inept Tech 2468 Who do we appreciate? Oysters, oysters Raw, raw, raw Coach Art Turf, a big weekend coming up on campus here at Inept Tech. Your first home game of the season, also the first conference game of the season. That's right. You know, it is the first home ball game of the season, and excitement is real high, and atmosphere is filled with football on campus this week. Everybody can't wait for that first home ball game, and I do want to point out, just like you said, that it is the first conference ball game of the season. That makes it double big, even bigger than usual for the first home ball game, because everybody knows that the conference title goes through in Tech this year, and I do want to point out that uh, you can't win all your conference ball games less than you win the first one, so we are concentrating real hard on this ball game. We put all them ball games in the past that we've done play. We're playing them one at a time, and we're concentrating concentrating on our first home ball game this week. The opponent coming in is Cinema State. And I think you were telling me that there is a bit of a revenge factor as far as the Oysters are concerned. Well, that's right. You know, uh, we are remembering what they've done to us last year. You know, we went to their place and played them, and they got quite a home field advantage uh, at their place. You know, they got a, a field that's a little bit wider than your usual football field. They got that wide field effect on their team, and they and they have uh, what you call your trap play that they busted us up with last year. You know, we figured that it was going to be one of those normal where you shift over the defensive tackles and the guards so you can run, make your running backs go right up through them holes there but they had a real special trap play designed for their running backs they had actual trap door in their field where their fullback just dropped down their trap door and 25 yards down the field he popped up in another trap door and run for a touchdown and we hadn't forgotten that and, and uh, we uh, got our sights set on really giving them some of their own medicine this week. Sounds like they did take uh, an unfair advantage of your team last year coach and we'll get Just a, like everybody else does seem like. We'll get a scouting report on Cinema State right after we pause. And the Coach Art Turf Show today brought to you by Bronies. That's right. Well, Coach Turf, what have you been able to find out about this week's opponent, Cinema State? Well, we do have a real fine preview for Cinema State because, uh, you know, they ain't no shortage of game films from those boys, so we do have a real fine preview, and that preview tells us that their quarterback is their top gun, fellow name of uh, Stud Stewart. You know, it's real risky business to go up against him and play because old Stud likes to play taps when that ball game is over, and he's had a fine ball game, and likes to show the color of his money when the ball game is over because they usually cruise to victory whenever he plays in the ball game on offense and as far as defense goes they got a couple linebackers that play over there twins uh tom and tim terminator and them, them boys is real tough uh, they like to portray themselves as being predators out there on the football field and paint themselves up with all that green and brown and colored stuff all over their faces so they blend in with the ground like commandos do and they're going to be real tough for us to uh, fight against well, what about your game plan going in coach well, we got a light game plan this week what is that well, that's the same as our regular game plan, only a third less calories. Okay. Let's see here, we should do the outro if we get a chance. Uh, I'm learning. Listening again, sports fans, for the next thrill-packed interview with the head coach of the Fighting Oysters of Inept Tech, the coaching legend in his own mind, the one and only Coach Art Turf. Uh, so this is, there you go. Uh, that um, Okay, so what I was hoping to do was auto-segue from that point to the next one, right? Yeah, it'll go up to the top. Folks, you know, if I'm in this business long enough, I may figure it out. Anyway, good morning, good morning, good morning. Uh, Scott has pointed out to me that um, 
They're having a free, a free flu shot clinic at our Athens County Health Department that down on West Union just before the fairgrounds. They say uh, bring insurance cards. If none, um, if you don't have one or don't have insurance, I guess the shots are free anyway. So either way, it's going to be free, but your insurance company will pay for it if you have insurance. And otherwise, well, you get the point. And that started uh, about 15 or 16 minutes ago and is is, uh, due to go all morning until um, 1 o'clock. All right. Well, speaking of the health department, the uh, daily figures are out. And uh, let's see, here in Athens County, we went from 629 to 636. That's an increase of seven new cases. We're talking about COVID. There are 114 active cases. Yesterday, there were 120. Um... I think we still have 28 people in the hospital, not necessarily the same 28. And they're also saying 520 of the 636 cases thus far have recovered. Um, I don't know as we need to do Ohio and the U.S. and the world today, but uh, maybe if things slow down a little bit later, we will. Today is the 24th day of September. That means there's 98 days left. We've been hearing stories this morning about various retailers hiring additional workers to help with the Christmas, uh, the holidays uh, shopping period, right? And um, what I hear, Walmart, 24,000 or something like that. Um, But whatever it is, um, I'm sure there's many people that are glad to to be back on the job, even if it's only seasonal. Our highlight in history, we go back to the date of September 24th, but the year was 1789. When President George Washington signed a Judiciary Act establishing America's federal court system and creating the post of Attorney General. Black Friday, 1869, thousands of businessmen. And I want to say business women too, but back in 1869, the bulk of them were men. Anyway, were ruined in a Wall Street panic known as Black Friday after financiers Jay Gould and James Fisk attempted to corner the gold. Renouncing. Okay. Uh, 1890, the president of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. We also simply call them the Mormons, right? Wait a minute. Let me turn your mic on. How did I fail to do this today? There, try it. There we go. Good Good morning. morning. Good morning. But um, am I correct? They're also known as the Mormons? Uh, That's what I thought. Okay. Well, anyway... Um, Let's see here. Let me find my place here. We've got a little answer here. Common informal names for the church include the LDS Church, Latter-day Saints, Mormons. The term Mormon Church is common use, but the church began discouraging its its use in the late 20th century. Well, in any case... um, In 1890, the president of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, a man by the name of Wilford Woodruff, Woodruff, wrote a manifesto renouncing the practice of 
plural marriage, or also known as polygamy. Darn. Hey, um, now. I, that was a joke. It was hey meant now. to be a joke. Okay. Just, you might get in trouble for that one. Yeah. I mean, I can barely manage one, leave alone. <laughs> Never mind. Um, Mercy. <laughs> folks, please know I'm very happy. <laughs> I, I'm not. I'm just having fun. He here. was joking. Yeah. Sarcasm. Before he gets you in trouble. Yeah. Okay, let's see here. In 1955 on this date, Dwight Eisenhower suffered a heart attack while on vacation in Denver. I do not remember that at all, even though I would have been old enough to be aware of it. Nineteen sixty, the USS Enterprise, a ship I've been aboard several times, which also was the first nuclear-powered aircraft carrier, was launched at Newport News, Virginia. And the very next sentence says, The Howdy Doody Show ended a nearly 13-year run with its final telecast on NBC. I don't know why those are in the same sentence, but they are. Seems like two extremely different things. <laughs> yes. Uh, but but I, I was I was an avid fan of Howdy Doody growing up. Yeah? The Buffalo Bob? Yes, of course. <laughs> yeah. See here. Okay. Well, those are a couple things here. Let's go to the next page where we have birthdays and the like. Let's see here. Uh, Sonny Turner from the Platters is 81, singer, rhythm and blues singer. Um, bum, 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 bum. Boy, a lot of musicians from groups suddenly in the list today. Yeah, I noticed that. About the first three out of four or something like that. News director Lou Dobbs is 75. Joe Green from football, pro college um, Hall of Famer, he's 74. Part of the Steel Curtain in Pittsburgh. Actor Gordon Clapp, 72. Actress Harriet Walters, 70. Actor Kevin Sorbo, 62. Nia Vardalos, actress, 58. Uh, boy, there's some names here I don't know. Actor Megan Ward, 51. Actor Ian Bowen, 44. Justa Bruning, 41. Another actor. Paul Hamm, the Olympic gold medal gymnast, right? Mm hmm. 38. Youngest person listed, a young actor, Ben Platt, who's. Uh, 27. All right. So we did that report some. Okay, now we're going to need help here. National Punctuation Day. That one I get, okay? But the next one, Schwenkenfelder Thanksgiving. Have you seen that anywhere this morning before this? Um, yes, actually, I did. Oh. Okay, so then you have some hunch how it's spelled. Yeah. Yeah, this... Uh, I, I don't know what this is. Well, it's it's not something, you know, that's real popular. You don't hear a lot of it talked about around Thanksgiving. Schwenkenfelder. Yeah. It uh, expresses thanks in a way that goes back to about 1734. Uh, the 
Schweinfelders are the descendants of a small Protestant, Protestant sect that sprang up in Germany around the time of the Reformation. They were followers of Caspar Schweinfeld, a theologian. He and his followers separated from the Protestant circles, formed the brotherhoods that still survive as the Schwenkfelder Church. Most of the Schwenkfelders now live in the Pennsylvania Dutch country. So, it's just a group of descendants. Okay, so today is a Thursday. Yep. No, that's not... It is a Thursday, but I was about to say... Aren't most Thanksgivings on Thursdays? The fourth Thursday in oh, no, I was November. Right. Yep. I had started to doubt myself. Yep. Every okay. Fourth Thursday in November. So they're doing it on a Thursday. Mm-hmm. We're doing it on a Thursday. Yep. What is different about how they go about it? Um, what I'm seeing is nothing really. It's just a, a descendants of this Schwenkfeld theologian fellow that was involved that uh, separated from the Protestant religion. Are they, do, are they doing turkeys? Um, I would guess, yep. They apparently celebrate it the same way. Same way. Traditionally, as, as you and I likely would. Yeah. Okay. Well. So they just have so their own, own little Thanksgiving. They Schwenkfelder Thanksgiving. Broke away from the traditional Thanksgiving to have it in September, on the fourth Thursday in September, apparently. The uh, last one I have today is um, National Cherries Jubilee Day. Oh, yeah. Okay, now describe, I mean, tell me what a Cherries Jubilee is. I'm Uh, sure I've had six of them. Oh, yeah, it's a a dessert with, uh, like, poached cherries. They're, They're cooked a little bit, and then cooked in, like, a syrup, and then some people pour brandy over it to continue the uh, poaching of the cherries and then there's a, a big glob if you want a big glob of, of vanilla, uh, ice cream I dropped thought, in okay. the middle of it okay i got it now yeah i've had it many times yeah well let's talk about our liquor cabinets for a minute do you have one <laughs> no no <laughs> no okay um. Well, I'm surprised. I don't know you why. You are. I, I, I don't know why you are. I don't. I, I thought I don't, everybody had a liquor. Cabinet. Oh no, I don't partake in that. Dad, and mom never had one. I don't think either, either of my brothers do. We just uh, something we steered away from because uh, you know we okay. brought up, but uh, that way in dad and mom's house. So, you know, we've been watching um, various old series of of TV shows um, from PBS and so on uh, during the pandemic and upstairs, downstairs, that sort of thing. And, um, you know, they have um, Port. They have... um, Help me with the names. Cognac. Cognac. Things like that. Yeah. And all in certain settings, they would use certain things. And, um, um, you know, we have um, um, a liquor cabinet, which has just about all that stuff. And some of it has been there for years. I, I don't suppose it has you know I think the um, some of the lesser brands if you will may have a certain lifespan to them like after a certain date they're not supposed to be as good as they were when you first opened them but um, I think some of the stuff we have is either of such fine quality or whatever that it's supposed to be good for years yeah i doubt if it it would spoil but uh if you needed to revive it so to speak you might get a hold of some of that moonshine and drop a little bit in there (laughs) (laughs) that would pep up the octane just a bit in there 
Yeah, yeah. We do have some. Yeah, I know you do. I went down to the, um, what we call the beer fridge, which is down in the basement by the old furnace. Because our house takes two different furnaces to keep up with it, right? So there was one, the original one, which has been replaced, I'm sure, a time or two, but it was put in in 1934. And um, that's the original um, furnace room. So we have a refrigerator down there that has beverages in it for company when they come over and stuff. Um, why am I telling this? About the moonshine? Oh, yeah. There's two <laughs> large mason jars that have shown up in there. And each has some sort of fruit. You can see it in the through the glass. So it's infused with a flavor, right? Mm-hmm. But in um, once in a while, see, someone has used a little bit. You know, which neighbor it is, I'm not telling them. <laughs> but um, anyway, it's just fun. And I don't have any idea where they came from. And I think the other thing is that you're allowed to make moonshine. You just can't do it for the purpose of selling it. But you can do it for your own enjoyment and to give as a gift to your friends, that sort of thing. Now, someone call us at 592-6646 to tell us if I'm wrong. Okay? Because I'm pretty sure what I say is so. But what do I know, really? 592-6646. Well, I've watched that show on the Discovery Channel a few times. It's just That's the well, name of the show, Moonshiners. Oh. And yeah. they, they take film camera crews way back in the woods in mm-hmm. the hills of Kentucky, Tennessee, uh, North Carolina, Georgia, even down in the bayou. And I don't know how they get away with this, but these 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 people actually make moonshine, and they go to all kinds of different lengths to get it sold, and that's basically their occupation. What now, they do, but they're facing a lot of possible jail time if they ever get caught. I don't go into the liquor store too often, uh, but when I do, I have noticed actually. Uh, bottles labeled moonshine. Oh, it's in Walmart and Kroger's. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah every, I mean, right back where everything else is. I've so, noticed that, so, too. So, you know, is that just... Uh, well, is it moonshine or isn't it? Oh, yeah, it is. You know what I mean? And, and uh, so someone obviously has gone through the steps of obtaining a legal permit. Yes, a license that they can it. do that. Because they have to pay sales tax on that to the state of Ohio, wherever it's being sold. That's the difference of a commercial producer versus a true moonshiner. Is the true moonshiners, it's like cash under the table, or cash however they get it. In that show, they do the transactions in all kinds of different ways. And it is funny, funny to watch those those folks do that they have some great fun there's a lot of engineering that goes into that too setting up the stills and getting the water to flow down the gravity helps them out to do that they well, got to find it's, clean it's water it's a condensation pr- process oh yeah right? but they got to have the clean water the the cleaner the water that produces the better moonshine okay. obviously but the more pure mountain water is what they all look for in you know, this show. it just occurs to me you're a little too much of an expert on this. Well, I watch that show, and, and oh. I'll tell you what, they, they show you diagrams. Uh, you know, they how to build a, a still and <laughs> the process of it. And then when you see the guys that actually do it, you know, if you, if you have any kind of uh, mechanical ap- aptitude to you, you can see how it works. But... Well, it, it's a it's a really interesting show to watch. I'm, you know, if you like that kind of stuff. But way back in the woods where no one can find them, but there's always 
you know, the, the legal authorities looking over their shoulder. Mm-hmm. So. Um, let's see here. Once again, folks, if you have just tuned in, um, our Athens County Health Department down in West Union, across from Siemens and next to the uh, fairgrounds, they are holding a flu shot clinic today. It's, it's actually a drive-through. Ruth uh, Dudding mentioned this on Make It Happen yesterday, and it's a drive-through. So, you know, you present no your... Deal. I'm sorry? No big deal. Right. Yeah. It's right down there at the fairgrounds. You drive through. You produce your insurance card. She said if you don't have an insurance card, they pr- okay, they prefer you to bring an insurance card, but if you don't have insurance, uh, they say it's a, a free shot, free flu shot goes from nine I to got, one um, i got my shots um i got the flu shot plus one other um, i think it was um shingles yes yeah uh, i'd say a month and a half ago um i was real early this year and i have a second part of that shingle shot to take yet in a, another month i think yeah hey did i hear that um uptown Business Association Halloween has been canceled this year. I think River had a news story about that yesterday morning. Yeah, well... <clears throat> because, of, for obvious reasons. Duh. Unless, no, not duh. It's, it's because of the pandemic. But, you know, no social it's, distancing. It's going to be tricky. Let's put it that way. Yeah, so... So, uh, you know, stay tuned. We'll keep you better informed as this whole thing unfolds and they try to plan how to keep it from collecting on Court Street. Yeah. And also we'll try to keep up to date on, you know, different cities and villages around Athens County, too, that we traditionally would announce the dates and times. And we've told you about... uh, We've told you that the trick-or-treating process for children, uh, they've been envisioning a drive-through parade where people at every six feet would have their offerings of trick-or-treats. And then the children would be in presumably a car driven by their parents, and they'd be picking things from both sides of the car through the windows. Oh, cool. There's, there's all sorts of thoughts like that being discussed. Um, I read some of that to you a week ago. I do still have the sheet so I could bring it in again. But um, th- this is a general statement of how trick-or-treat might go in any number of communities, not sp- not necessarily just Athens. So, yeah, that's it. So... Um, well, if you don't have trick-or-treaters coming to your house, uh, I'm, I'm guessing that I'm be upset. candy sales will drop tremendously around we have, wherever you get yours from. We, we have uh, typically 400 to 500 uh, young people come to our home during that, what is it, hour and a half or two. Um, it's fun. The dogs love it. Um, they're out on the porch with us, um, passing it out. Um, I will miss it if it doesn't happen, and it doesn't appear that it will happen in the same way as it has. But, um, hey, I got to see my grandkids last night. Oh. Yeah, it's been a while, too. Good. My family is very... Um, and they remembered you? Yes. Right? Well, one of them did. Okay. <laughs> no, no they, they, I'm kidding. Yeah. Um, you know, some families are much more <clears throat> uptight about this than others. Um, it seems that my family is of that nature. so um, uh, we kicked the soccer ball around a little bit and some other things but um, 
At the end, I did have um, Camden come up and grab my leg and hug me. Oh. But I couldn't. I wasn't allowed to reach down and pick him up and hug him back. And um, hands off, right? Oh my! I mean, I get it. Well, yeah, one of them did remember you then. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they had done some, what do you call it, pictures, some artwork for us, which we took home, and now it's on display. Uh, but I. I miss the real tightness. All right. Well, let's move on here. Okay. Um, let's see here. <clears throat> on this day in history. Seventeen eighty nine, the US Federal Judiciary Act passes, creating a six person Supreme Court. Very timely given what's going on right now, right? And um, what I mean is the replacement of Sandra Day O'Connor. Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Ruth Bader. Yeah. S- excuse me. I, I've been around too long. Okay. Um, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Yes. Okay. Okay, so we got some pictures here. Ayatollah Khomeini, right? The Ayatollah? Mm-hmm. Were he alive, today would have been his birthday. He was born in 1902. He was killed in 1989. Okay, how about Linda McCartney? She was born in 1941 on this date. The Uh, wife of Paul McCartney. Well, I was wondering if that was the the same one. Yes, late wife. And yet she died in 1998. Mm -hmm. So I was thinking, well, can that be the same one? Yes. Okay. F. Scott Fitzgerald. Um, Golly. How many times have we heard that name in our lifetime? Many times. Now, why? Yeah, I think he was a writer. So, Mm -hmm. as it comes up here, Francis Scott Key Fitzgerald was an American novelist, essayist, screenwriter, short story writer, although he was best known for his novels depicting the flamboyance and excess of the jazz age, a term which he coined. Hmm. The jazz age. Born in 1896 on this date, died in 1940. Phil Hartman. Um, Phil Hartman. Yeah, guy only lived, uh, what, 50 years. From 1948 to 1998. He was shot by his wife, if I remember. Wasn't he on, like, Saturday Night Live or something like that? Yes, exactly. Okay. Yes. Two famous deaths to talk about. Um, one we'll need help with, the other one certainly not. Dr. Seuss. <laughs> Born on in 1904, died on this date in 1991. Dr. Seuss, how cool is that? Yeah, and you know, he, he was a real person. I mean, people oh, yeah. think... They, they think that, oh, it was just part of the comic book or the children's stories. Lore, my, but my dad had some I wouldn't say close friendship, but some dealings with him. Yeah. His and name is they liked each other. Yeah. Theodore Seuss Ted Geisel is his real name. Mm-hmm. Okay, now this one I have no idea. Paracelsus Paracelsus P A R A C E L S U S. Born in 1493, died on this date in 1541. Paracelsus, born in 1493. Mm-hmm. He was a swish, a swish, swish. Think about basketball. A swish physician, alchemist, Here, lay. Let me, let me help you. Theologian. Me, wait, wait, wait. Swiss I'm, cheese. I want, I want to help you. Swiss, not swish. One more time. 
Swiss. Okay, just for confirmation. Swiss. <laughs> Do it again, though. How I'm far sure. we want to go with that? Swiss. Swiss. Swish. No. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I know. Okay. Do it. Well, he was all of that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And a philosopher of the German Renaissance. Yeah. He was a pioneer in several aspects of the medical revolution of the Renaissance, emphasizing the value of observation in combination with received wisdom. And no mention of Swiss cheese. Hmm. He was all that and then some. All right, so um, we came up with a report today. And, I, you know, for some of you, this will be interesting. For others, maybe not. Um, are you? Do you drink coffee? I do not, but I love the smell of it any time of day. I will make coffee just to smell it. Okay. Yes. Oh. I know. People say, get a coffee-smelling candle, coffee-flavored candle. It's not the same. Mm. Well, anyway, they say that National Coffee Day is just around the corner. I guess we'll find out when it shows up. <laughs> and 62% of Americans drinking coffee daily. Uh, so... Wallet Hub released its report on 2020's best coffee cities in America. Along with its list of top, top coffee deals and discounts offered by retailers during that holiday. So, do do Swiss. 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 Um, do over. Swiss. <laughs> To, de to determine mercy. <laughs> to determine the best coffee scenes in America. They compared the 100 largest cities across 12 key indicators of a strong coffee, coffee culture. Now, this data set ranges from coffee shops coffee houses, cafes per capita, to the average price per pack of coffee. Okay, so, the top 20 cities for coffee lovers. Gotta be. Go, gotta be what? The home of Starbucks. Okay, which I don't know where that Seattle. is. Seattle. Okay. I guess I did know that. And it is listed number one. Is it really? <laughs> but for the top 20, no Ohio cities in here. It was a pure guess. <laughs> Seattle, San Francisco, Portland, Miami, Tampa, Pittsburgh, Honolulu, Denver, Oakland, and Atlanta. Those are the top 10. The next 10 are... Minneapolis, Orlando, Washington, D.C., Boston, Long Beach, Los Angeles, Irvine, New Orleans, Austin, and New Jersey. Okay, here's a section called Best versus Worst. Let's see what they've got. Miami and Hialeah, Florida have the lowest average price for a pack of coffee, which is $3.44, which is 2.4 times lower than in Honolulu, the city with the highest price at $8.10. Fremont, California has the highest average annual spending on coffee per household. They say that the average resident of Fremont spends $236.41 per year on coffee, which is 3.7 times higher than in Detroit, the city with the lowest. They spend $63.91 per year. 
all this stuff about coffee. Gilbert, Arizona has the highest share of households that own a single cup pod brewing coffee maker, which is 25.68% of the population there. The city with the lowest, Newark, New Jersey. Now, out in the hall here, we used to have one of those. In fact, I, st- I think it's still there, but there aren't any more of the uh, little containers of coffee. Yeah, little cups. That you put in it and then close it down and it brews a single cup. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> but um, anyway, so that's what they're talking about. Now, um, Orlando, Florida has the most coffee shops, coffee houses, and cafes. Laredo, Texas, the fewest. Portland, Oregon has the most coffee and tea manufacturers per square root of population. Riverside and San Bernardino are the cities with the fewest. Well, that's what I've got on coffee. Well, I, I found a little something here that might be of interest. It's from the National Geographic magazine, all right? Uh, I want to look up the most expensive coffee. Okay, it goes like this. National Geographic explained that the Kopi Luwak can be called, okay, brace yourself, cat poop coffee. As it's made directly from the civet cat's waste, if you didn't feel the need to spend up to $800 for a pound of this coffee, 800 bucks a pound, which it, it sells for about 70 to $80 a cup in places in like uh, San Francisco, Los Angeles, for example. Okay, they say, here's a more compelling reason not to hand over your credit card because the coffee bean is partially digested by the Kopi Luwak before it's dug out. The price is so high because the coffee bean cherry is of optimal quality and the partial digestion process can create a smoother less acidic cup of coffee 800 bucks a pound wait a minute you're telling me that this ultra special sought after coffee Mm -hmm. 800 bucks a pound is made from cat poop that's what National Geographic refers to it as cat poop coffee pretty appetizingly sound doesn't it I'll stay with Court Street Coffee <laughs> yes I will alright um hmm. I'm, I'm stuck on that $800 a pound that's mind blowing okay Let's see, best and worst states for teachers. Did we do this the other day? I don't recall that. I think we did. Um, Okay, so what what else is in the news? We've got um, 40 days now till the election. But voting is underway in several states. To help you vote during this unusual year in a country where voting is already more difficult than in most other democracies, we have put together a step-by-step guide. Who is we? The New York Times. So number one, register. Check your registration status through a national group of state officials or vote.org. If you aren't registered, move quickly. The earliest deadlines, including Florida and Arizona, are less than two weeks away. In 40 of our 50 states, you can vote to rather register online. 
In others, such as Texas, you'll have to mail in a form or submit it in person. You can also use a one-stop hub from the group When We All Vote, which lets you enter your address and then offers information on how to register and vote. Okay, vote by mail. Most states have loosened their rules during the pandemic, but they do differ <clears throat> state by state. In many places, you must first fill out an online form requesting a mail-in ballot. I've done that. You should pay careful attention to your state's rules for returning a ballot. For example, in Pennsylvania, you must enclose it in two envelopes. In North Carolina, a witness must sign your ballot. Ignore these rules and your vote may be thrown out. Historically, mail ballots are rejected much more often than in-person ballots. Although uh, some states are taking steps to reduce the rejection rates this year. So, the bottom line, I think, is, because this story is lengthy, make sure you know what Ohio's doing. If you live across the border listening to us down in West Virginia or Kentucky, check your state's rules. And I guess with streaming, we could have people listening from states far away. Like Las Cruces, New Mexico. Where we have a pocket of listeners. We go, do. Go figure. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, folks, check the rules there. Yes. Okay. Speaking of voting, if I can throw this in here. Okay, We're really the, the short cen- on time. Yes, the census. Um, if you haven't filled that out and you're getting visitors, I'm still getting pieces of notifications laid on my front door area that the census worker was there. I've already completed the census. Anybody else getting those? If they've already completed the census, are you getting any by chance? I have not. I've completed it, and I've got two of those things by the time I get home. They're laying. Well, I think you should call in again and get reported twice. Okay. There could be three of me, Anything, Anything to do to bump our numbers up. (laughs) Uh, To get more funding, right? Yeah. Okay. I'm on it. Okay. <laughs> did, you, did you get some music for us? Oh, I you, did. You wanted us to do this? Yeah. Well, I, I guess we could. All right. All right. Going to finish out the hour with Jerry Glitter. this you remember yeah i don't either have a wonderful day out there service to southeast ohio am 970 and 97.1 fm this is cbs news on the hour sponsored by rocket mortgage 
I'm Wendy Gillette in New York. The attorney representing Breonna Taylor's family, Ben Crump, says they're devastated a grand jury failed to charge three Louisville, Kentucky police officers in her death. Breonna Taylor was killed in the sanctity of her own home, and our legal system, our criminal justice system, is trying to say it's justified. The decision sparked protests across the country, including in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Say her name! And in Louisville, where two police officers were shot and injured, they are expected to recover. President Trump is paying his respects to Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Right now, he is being booed by the crowd. Her body is lying in repose outside the Supreme Court for the second day. Here's CBS's Jan Crawford. I think the system is going to go very quickly. President Trump, who on Wednesday could not commit to a peaceful transition of power if he loses, said it's better if his Supreme Court nominee is confirmed before.